0: chapter seven of the girl next door by augusta yule seaman this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by jennifer dolman surprises all around how long have you been in new york began janet when they at last emerged from the little shop about two months said cecily and i have lived in that place all this time and have not known why miss benedict has never explained she acts towards me as if I were a lodger, or or someone she is allowed to stay there for reasons of her own, but didn't particularly want to have about. She's kind to me, but never friendly. Sometimes she looks at me in the strangest way. I can't imagine what she's thinking about. But why does she live like this? And she turned inquiring eyes on the girls. I'm sure we don't know, exclaimed Marcia. We only wonder about it. The house seems to be all shut up why it is Cicely enlightened them and it makes it so dark and gloomy there is lovely furniture in the drawing-room but it is all covered over with some brown stuff even the pictures and most of the other rooms are not used at all nothing on the ground floor i eat down in the basement and my bedroom is on the top floor where i looked out that time I have never been in any other bedrooms except miss benedict's when her ankle was bad but what do you do with yourself all day asked janet i keep my room in order and i help miss benedict whenever she lets me of course she prepares all the food herself but in such a pretty dainty way but there are a good many hours when the time hangs so heavy on my hands sometimes she lets me dust the rooms on the ground floor she keeps everything very very neat even if it is all covered up and never used the rest of the time i sit in my room and i read the few books i brought with me and i tell myself long stories or listen to your music i dare not now even to peep through the shutters once i opened them when you were playing but miss benedict came in and forbade me to do it again doesn't she ever let you go out and take a walk or get a little exercise questioned marcia no the only times i have gone out have been just lately when her ankle has been so bad at night after it's dark, she lets me run about the garden a bit, but never in the daytime. But how did she find out about your knowing us? Broke in Janet, why of course, I told her that first time when you were so good to me, all about meeting you, and how lovely you were to me. I thought she'd be so glad I'd have found such nice friends, but she looked so queer, almost frightened. And she said you must not speak to them again it was kind of them to help you but you must not encourage them in any way remember child and i was only trying to obey her when i passed you without looking up the second time i went out cicely said marcia suddenly what does miss benedict look like anyhow do you ever see her without that veil isn't she very old and plain why no answered cicely simply she's very beautiful what they gasped in chorus yes i was surprised too that day that i came after the driver brought in my box into the hall she wouldn't let him take it any further and she shut the door behind him and we were left all alone she seemed to to hesitate but at last she raised her hands and took her off her bonnet and veil i don't know what i expected but i was surprised to see such a lovely face her hair is grey almost white and so soft and wavy and yet she has rosy cheeks and white teeth and the most big beautiful grey eyes and her voice is very sweet too do you know i believe if she'd only let me i could just love her but she holds me off as if she were somehow afraid of me it's all very strange the girls were completely nonplussed by this latest bit of information and found it hard to couple cecily's attractive picture with the little black-robed and veiled figure that they knew as miss benedict the voice alone tallied and marcia recounted how she had once met miss benedict in the little grocery shop suddenly however she was struck by a new thought and demanded but how about the other one Cicely opened her eyes wide other one she queried oh you mean the other person in the house why yes said marcia the other old lady who sits in the room on the second floor oh is it an old lady inquired cicely in surprise why of course didn't you know it exclaimed marcia i knew there was some one in there some invalid for miss benedict has always warned me to be very quiet in going by that door because some one was ill in there but she never told me who it was nor anything more about her she always waits on herself even when her ankle was hurting her so she would drag herself out of bed many times a day and go into that room but tell me how did you know that there was an old lady in there then marcia recounted what she had seen on the night the wind tore open the shutter how strange this all is she ended that miss benedict should never tell you who the person is why do you suppose she is keeping it a secret as this was a problem none of them could solve they could only conjecture vainly about it as they walked along but by this time they had approached within a block of the house itself and before they turned the corner once more they all unconsciously halted cicely said marcia suddenly inspired with a bright idea i have the grandest scheme if miss benedict is going to do the marketing after this perhaps we won't see you again for some time But I have a plan by which we can hear from each other as often as we like. You take a walk in the garden every night, don't you? No, not always, answered Cecily. Miss Benedict allows me to, but I often don't care to. It's so dark and lonesome. Well, after this, be sure to go out every night. Our window, you know, is directly over the garden wall, only three stories up. I'm going to have a long string with a weight attached to it and fasten it to the window. Every night after dark, we'll write a note to you, fasten it on the string, and drop it down into the garden among the bushes. You can find it in the dark by feeling for the string. And if you have one written to us, you can fasten it on and we'll pull it up. Isn't that a dandy idea? Cicely's eyes sparkled for a moment, but suddenly her face clouded. Oh, it it would be glorious, she murmured. Only, I must not. Even if Miss Benedict doesn't know about it, I know she would forbid it if she did. So it would be wrong for me to do. Oh, Cecily, why should you care? cried Marcia impatiently. And why should she object to three girls sending little notes to one another? It would be cruel to forbid that. It isn't really wrong, you know. But she isn't cruel to me, Cecily interrupted. You mustn't think that she well somehow i feel she would be nice to me only something is holding her back she isn't a bit cruel i sometimes feel as if i could care for her in spite of everything so i don't want to go against her wishes well then began janet here's a way out of it we'll write to you anyhow miss benedict can't forbid us to do that and you needn't answer at all needn't even read them if you don't want to but we'll write nevertheless and you can't prevent it when cecily smiled her face lit up as if it was touched by a shaft of sunlight and she smiled now i don't believe i ought to read them she said but oh it would keep me from being so very lonely but i must be going back now i've been longer than usual good-bye cecily was still smiling as she turned away while janet and marcia stood looking after her waving farewell to her as she rounded the corner end of chapter 7 surprises all around